No, yeah, I guess I guess I'll take the. Uh, I guess I'll <laughs> Here, hand here's off the, the rock. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I'm back in the sling uh, two weeks ago, I fell and dislocated my shoulder, and yesterday. Um, <laughs> Wait for the, for context for people who aren't watching this, um, visual like the visuals. If anyone's oh, yes. watching this on Spotify or anything else, our boy, um, Mr. Mike is currently in a sling right now. Yeah. His left arm is in a sling. So continue. Sorry. Yeah, for those of you who um, come through uh, ears only, um, my shoulder is a bit immobilized uh, due to the sling because I dislocated a few weeks ago. And I was a bit into the recovery process. Um, the sling had come off. I, my arms were able to move, and it was great. And then yesterday, I was going for a big stretch right at the end of that Mad Lions game. And um, <laughs> when the final team fight happened... And when, last, when Karzi hit the true shot barrage of the century. Yeah, that was the that was the play that made me kind of lift my hands up, like, oh, all the way up. Like, that was cool. And I didn't even, like, realize, like, that my arms could not go that far. It's like, yeah, what, your, your left arm just kept on traveling upwards. Like. Literally, like, I just, subconsciously, my arm was like, that's cool, I should throw up my hands. But um, I really shouldn't have, because... <laughs> you should build Mad Lions. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a bit of a silence, and I was like, wow, that really hurt. And then I look over, and my shoulder is just out of its socket. And I'm like, well, okay, back, back to the hospital. What are you gonna do? Your arm is just laid on the other side of the room. You're like, It was brutal. Not was again. Like, yeah, it was bad. It Dude. wasn't as bad as the first time around when I fell, because I guess, like, my body was getting used to it coming out of its socket or whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not a fun time. Not no, it was, it, was, it, was like, fun. it was, like, funny because we were all getting hyped up in the call. We're like, oh, my God, crazy, Mad Lions. And then I just hear very quiet, <laughs> oh, I just dis- re-dislocated my shoulder. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, laughing far, like, and getting hyped. away from the mic where it was, like, he, he had, like, gotten up. And was maybe telling someone yeah. else that he's telling he'd gone, someone else. He'd gone to yeah. pick the arm up again off of the. Yeah, floor. exactly <laughs> what it was. I think I was going, I was walking down the stairs, um, telling my 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 dad like, "Hey, man, look, yeah. it's it's so be wrong. Hope you're not doing anything right now. Cause... We're gonna have to get in the car because uh, <laughs> I'm not driving. By the way, how did you explain that at the hospital? Oh, it was it was bad because it was the same doctor. Like that's that the embarrassing part. He was like, oh, "Hey, what's going on? What happened?" I'm like, "What do you think happened?" Like, like, oh, I got the stomach flu. Like, what? I'm here. Like, my arm isn't moving. I'm like hunched over, like Quasimodo. Like, I can't move. He's like, he's like, uh, so so what happened? Yeah, like, have you heard of esports? Yeah, hey, check this true shot barrage. He's like, I don't know what that means. What's up, everyone? Thank you for being here. Critical Strike Podcast, episode 38. It is myself, Enrique Damore, Tyler Escara, Michael Kelly, joined by special guest LPL caster extraordinaire and 2020 LOL Esports prediction <laughs> champion. But we can dive into that maybe a little Let's bit uh, when you... Uh, I'll give you a shot to introduce yourself here. Joe Fenny, you go by Munchables, as many people know you. Um, first of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Um, I'd say sorry about the fact that only two of your teams got through. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get petty. Um, again, thank you for being here. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, yeah, introduce yourself. Uh, let us know who, who you are, what you do. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, maybe that, uh, that, that, that little, uh, championship crown you boast on your Twitter bio. Uh, yeah. Know more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey everyone. I'm Joe or Munchables. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on guys. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I, so I commentate the LPL, which for anyone that doesn't know is the Chinese League of Legends Pro League. I obviously do the English stream. I don't know if you could tell by my accent um, and the lack of Mandarin. Um, but yeah, so only two LPL teams in the top eight. Not ideal, I will say. But hey, we've got 
two of the two of the good teams have made it through. I never expected LG to go through, so it's not as bad as people mm. are saying. Um, and also, I'm European, so I've got three teams because I've also got my one. <laughs> so. And uh, the so the predictions thing for anyone that doesn't know, uh, last year there was this little old team called Suning, who. I had been a big fan of all year long. Nobody believed in them except this little team. they made it to the World <laughs> Championship and I predicted them every step of the way. And wow. I, I was one of the people doing the lolly sports, you know, the like Twitter predictions where there's like 10 people that are predicting yeah. the games and they count the scores. Mm-hmm. I just kept predicting Suning and they just kept on winning. Wow. So, I, so <laughs> nice. I won the whole thing. So I've now got uh. I've now got an affinity, not only with Suning, but any team that, has a lion i'm i'm there for it so mad lions i i want to nice. see them dominate that side of the bracket i'm i'm there for it man awesome now what uh yeah how are your pickums doing this time around oh my, my mine are up the creek um <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh but you, you mentioned okay so let's i'll, I'll get into let, let's just actually go right here then because mm-hmm. this, this is the big topic is I think FPX. That is the elephant in the room. That was my crystal ball prediction. I have an I have an FPX sweatshirt somewhere around here that uh, that my dad got me when uh, <clears throat> after they won the world championships. I was like I was like oh man you know doing me this that and the other and he he was very nice. He was it was right when I was kind of getting into esports semi professionally. He was like oh here's like a Christmas present. He's like here's that that team right the the Phoenix um, the fun Phoenix <laughs> right. But like he went and got it from like the actual Chinese store and like on Christmas he gave me That's a receipt sick. for it because it took time to get from China. Um, started many conversations for me, uh, grocery stores, airports, etc. But mm-hmm. what a what a bomb! Mm-hmm. I mean, this was was this the biggest disappointment? I mean, like it always feels like every year there is a team that drastically underperforms, but especially in this group, I, I don't think anyone thought that it would be FPX. Did you? And if anything, what were you looking? Because I, th- I think like TN didn't have a great tournament, but to me, if I was like, even then I was, I was like, there's no way he's going to be like this bad. Because he had had his ups and downs for the regular split, but it felt like he had put together a string of good performances. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to come straight off of the bat and say, I don't want people, and I've already seen this a lot on Twitter, Reddit and stuff, right? But I don't think that this gets pinned on any one individual player. I think mm. this was a team-wide failure for FPX. And I do, like, failure is absolutely the word. And... uh I, I've already got an argument with Thorin on Twitter about the wording of how we're going to describe this because I don't think that this team was underrated. Uh, I think that this team was rated very fairly based on their performances in the LPL, based on mm-hmm. the, um, what should have been expected of this team. I do think that every single one of these players deserves the Dade Award coming out of this tournament because, my God, this was... I, I think it's in the conversation for biggest flop of all time. Um, yeah. Like... I, the difference between them playing in this group versus what they did in the LPL is it honestly if you Nine took the nameplates off I would tell you it was two different teams entirely mm-hmm. like they looked complete especially in week two they looked completely tilted um to me looking at those games something has to have been going on behind the scenes there's no way that these guys just forgot how to play together forgot how to play league of legends like clearly the meta changed clearly the way that you have to play right now is different to to what we saw in lpl playoffs but there was some serious lack of like teamwork there and coordination which is one of the things that always separated fpx from the rest of the pack anyway so i feel like there is something way bigger going on there i 
<laughs> to be honest, at this point, I pretty much fully expect that this roster will be changed by the time we come back next year. With, I mean, I, I don't think that's a controversial statement with how they did at Worlds, right? But um, yeah, something went on there. I don't know what, but this is a team that is in dire need of something changing because this looked dysfunctional to say the least. And I, I know, like Tian, for example, I know he's the guy that's getting criticized a lot. Like he has a lot, he has wrist injuries. I think he has a problem with his back as well. Like he ha he was literally subbed out halfway through this year yes. because yeah, of yeah. his wrist injuries and because of like stress slash depression. And then he basically just had to come back in because they they couldn't um, keep their substitutes. So I feel for the guy honestly because he was put in the worst situation. I'm not saying he played well. I'm not trying to just apologize for him, but that's no, context. I feel yeah. like these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of factors, but ultimately the result is an absolute disaster for FPX. Yeah. I mean, everybody had them top two, if not yeah. top one. So it's I had them it's top one, yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about them in terms of like who's gonna win, Dam one or FPX. Like it felt like those yeah, were I was like, oh, those thank, were... like they might be in the same group, but thank goodness they get opposite sides of the bracket when they come out. Yeah. It was exactly. a <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't it if but so when. Yeah. 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 It was a it was a whim, and you're totally right. That second round robin form of theirs was like I didn't know who I was watching. I it was baffling to me how bad they looked, and it's like because they weren't perfect in the first round robin either, but it felt like there was like a regression of some. It felt kind. like they were playing without comms, right? Yeah, it felt like there was just a solo queue game. Like it, it felt so it, like they regressed somehow. From that first week where they're like, okay, maybe they're just warming up. Maybe they're just getting, you know, warmed up to the to 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 the stage and stuff, whatever. And then the second round robin came, and I remember watching some of the games with some of my coworkers. I'm just like, damn, like this is unprecedented. Like I've never seen this like before ever. Where it's just like, I remember when we were talking about it before the tournament started. It's like Group A is the only one that's not interesting. Every other group has some kind of level of interest, like level where it's like, oh, there's a chance that this team comes out or this team comes out, and then but Group A was always, hey, man, why are we even talking about this group? Like, what, what, are, we, what are you talking about? Which but, is not yeah, to no. say that Cloud Nine and Rogue aren't good teams. Like they're still relatively yeah. talented for sure, um, yeah. especially in the context of their regions. But I mean, Damwon and FPX are on different planets coming into this tournament. We're and then you to watch be. you watch the first game of groups, and I could have sworn it was a fluke when Damwon just absolutely rolled FPX. Yeah, to me, to me, that was like, okay, look, like Damwon's going to be better in like in in best of ones. Like I, I kind of expected that. I thought in best of five, okay, FPX, they just play differently. They they they've shown they're, they're adaptable. Doing B is the you know <clears throat> he's a Swiss Army knife, and so watching them get waxed wasn't even. I, I like I literally didn't think twice about it. I was like, okay, mm. that was kind of ugly, but whatever. Day one, you got five Again, more games up, to make up for it. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Best of ones, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 2019 exactly. best of ones they did this last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, Mike, I'll start with you on this. Uh as far as biggest I mean, we, we said it was the biggest disappointment in, in world's history. Every player gets a Dade award, et cetera. Can we think of anything else that could be classified as worse and why? Whether it's something like the, you know, actually, no, I'll, I'll say that for later. You go. I mean, the only one that comes to mind, this has been jumping around the internet for the last couple of days, is LGD in 2015. Um, because it is a rare, rare sight for an LPL team to finish last 
in the group stage. It's only happened three times ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's not many precedents to compare this to. That being said, of the prior occasions that exist, this is the worst one. I mean, I don't think there is a bigger upset than 2021 FPX because of not just how they played. I mean, yeah, two and four in the group stage, losing a tiebreaker, whatever it happens to every team, but not the tournament favorites. You know what I mean? These guys were pretty much like cemented grand finalists in almost everyone's pickums, brackets, hypotheticals, you name it. Yeah. And for them to not just lose, but lose emphatically. Um, I think they capitulated. Yeah, this yeah. is this is historic. I don't think there's a worse one. And let's not even like forget that Cloud Nine and Rogue's forms heading into Worlds weren't even the best either. Rogue just got th- like swept two times in a row before heading over to Worlds, and then Cloud Nine also this like not they didn't get swept two times in a row, but they also fell out of the playoffs pretty unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. And so. For everyone, it's like, okay, these guys are coming out of, like, they're going into the tournament cold, um, and their forms haven't looked great. Like, I had the lowest hopes for me, like, the team with the lowest hopes for me, at least, was Rogue, because of literally what how they ended their season. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them beat them, I'm like, how is this happening? Because these guys, I had, like, some of the least hope for. And so, yeah. yeah. So I I wasn't quite as like uh, negative on Rogue as uh, mm. I think a lot of people were because mm-hmm. I so I know a couple of the guys on the Rogue staff and and you know Larson is used to play in the UK scene so I've known Larson for a very long time mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of faith that this this was a roster that would bounce back like the okay. clearly the series that they had in playoffs were not if you look at the the games they played in LEC regular split versus the playoffs games right there was a clear difference in in play and there was clearly something some kind of issue going on there so i was i was comfortable that rogue would look better at worlds than they did during playoffs which to be fair to them they did um i just never believed oh i just punched my microphone <laughs> i just never believed that uh that both damn one oh sorry that the damn one would just crush everyone and fbx would look so terrible and then cloud nine would also step up like the thing yeah. is I actually think that both Rogue and Cloud9 would have made it out in other groups. Absolutely. Like, I mm-hmm. think if you put Rogue in Group 3, for example, or Group C, sorry, for example, I actually think they'd probably make it out. Mm. Um, and maybe even in, in Group D. If you, yeah. like, if you replace Mad Lions with Rogue, I think probably Mad Lions make it out over Cloud9 and and Rogue makes it out uh, in, in Group D. Or, mm. You know, like, if, if you switch things around, like, I yeah. genuinely think it would be different teams making it through, so... I do. I will say, even though I love FPX, this is the team that I wanted to win, even just from a fan perspective of like who I like. Mm-hmm. While I love FPX and I wanted them to win, them shitting the bed has made this this tournament so much more exciting. It has okay, made yeah. it like real interesting. Yes. All of a sudden, we've got an yeah. NA team making it through. <laughs> that's that's yeah. hype just in of itself. Hell yeah! Um, uh, but yeah like sorry, I just wanted itself. to be the the rogue apologist there. That no, I no, think no. They, they had a damn good. They did a damn good job, and I will say, Cloud Nine, like, fucking bravo, lads. Well, like, like this is not me saying that they're like, like they played really well. For for what it's worth, mm-hmm. they still both played incredibly well. And that Rogue C Nine game, we'll get to this later, but Primo I Pasta, could, the like, entertainment mm, value was unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, we will get to that in a, uh, later in the show, but yeah, okay. uh, incredible. So now of the two uh, LPL teams remaining, uh, 
do you think that RNG, so RNG EDG got drawn, kind of kind of rough that there will only be one LPL team in the semifinal, but do you think, because EDG, you know, all the LPL teams had a very unceremonious second round robin, RNG managed to clutch out their group, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's funny because to me, EDG, I, I feel like I underestimated EDG. Maybe it's, maybe it was my my FPX bias. I've been a fan of theirs, you know, since since 2019, um, mm-hmm. which sounds like such a bandwagony horrible thing to say. I've been a fan of them since they won the world championship. <laughs> um, but I people hadn't heard of them before they won the world championship. No, like, let's fair, be real fair. here. If you're from the West, you hadn't heard of FPX before fair. they won the world championship. No. So yeah. I think that's a perfectly reasonable moment to begin supporting, <laughs> unless you're a long time. <laughs> Uh, LPL fun, you know. Yeah. No, so so I had, I had my you know my, my feet extended glasses on, but it, it, EDG like look they played their butts off in that final and they won it you know fair and square they 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 trashed FPX, but I still think they were you know to me it was like oh they could be like a dark horse and maybe that was unfair and RNG kind of getting bounced early in the summer playoffs, you know, do you think that that colored the image of them even though they were the MSI championship champions even though after that brutal hangover in the first half of the summer oh, split yeah they came into playoffs as like the hottest team in the LPL do you think that RG and EDG are underestimated and does that even matter anymore because right now they're they're, they're representing the region yeah. uh so so I'll, there's one thing I will quickly address in what you said there as well just before I answer your question so the 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 summer hangover you referred to for RNG um there's extra context that I feel like a lot of people didn't know. Ooh, please. RNG came back from Iceland. They had to quarantine for three weeks. Wow. The reason that they didn't play a game in LPL for the first like week and a half of LPL was not like schedule favoritism. It was that they were still in quarantine. So mm. then they come out of quarantine, which I guarantee you don't have like pinnacle of, of perfect practice in quarantine. Uh, and then they immediately have to stop playing LPL. So I have infinite sympathy for the start of summer for RNG because realistically like what can you do what can you do they they basically had no break except for this ridiculous quarantine so um I I firmly expected them to bounce back and obviously they Mm -hmm. did um coming into worlds I, I think a lot of people were maybe underestimating RNG but I think anyone that had you know, listen to podcasts or like watch Dom's stream or heard what Kelsey Moser was saying or or, or any of the LPL commentators. Um, I don't think anyone was, anyone that was in the know was under the impression that RNG weren't going to show up at Worlds because like, I think the the, the series was LNG. I, I said this at the time on broadcast. I'll say it again now. I firmly believe that RNG went into that series prepping for FBX who are in the next round of playoffs thinking it's just LNG it'll be fine because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Tuff Esports did and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what Suning did as well because nobody in their right mind expected LNG to show up in playoffs yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that that was just like a a random lucky streak for for LNG that you know not not to take it away from them they played exceptionally well right but I think there was a lot of uh, things that factored in and I think Nine out of ten times, RNG should win that series if if everything was a little more reasonable. So, yeah, my expectations are very high for RNG. I I will say, um, sorry, I feel like I'm like hogging the mic here. I can Please talk about LPL for, for a long time. For for EDG, I think that you are in the majority of underestimating this team coming into the tournament because. Even though they're the LPL champions, it feels like the 
let's be real a lot of fan perceptions is based on hype as opposed to anything else right i, I think that's mm -hmm. fair to say mm -hmm. um, in a lot of contexts at least and fpx if there's one thing this team can do it's it's get people excited right this is a team that you want to support doing b is a player that you want to support this like yeah. they have a they have a personality to them that not many of the other chinese teams have like when you look at rng and edg it's a little bit more um difficult to to get behind because you can't understand the interviews right unless you go out of your way and find translated interviews you don't get to see much behind the curtains of the players yeah. whereas doing b his personality transcends language barriers right you True. don't need to be able to understand every word to get that doing b is just a funny guy and it's the same with yeah. Ale. he's doing right? dances and stuff yeah yeah exactly it's like yeah. some of the guys on on lng as well like icon's a bit of a character and Ale, if you've seen any of his translated interviews guy's fucking hilarious i don't know if i can swear on <laughs> the podcast i apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, nah, go go for it. <laughs> but yeah there, there are some characters that like transcend that but there are very few in my experience in 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 the very top teams in the lpl and uh, nuggery yeah. is another one of them actually um but mm -hmm. anyway I'm, I'm rambling now but yeah i think a lot of people aren't massive fans of edg because their play style is a little bit slower than a lot of the LPL teams and a lot of people watch the LPL because they want to see fighting all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that, especially in best of five, EDG is, is going to be insane. Like when you look at the way that they systematically destroyed FPX in that final, they went in, they were like, here's how FPX plays. <laughs> Here are the five things that we're going to do in, in, in every single draft to just completely cook them. Here are the way, here's the way that we're going to, we're going to just literally play their game against them. Once we get onto the roof, we're going to take all of their picks and we're going to play their style better than they can. And FPX came into that series like, what, what do we do? What, <laughs> we're playing happens? against ourselves. This isn't how this series is meant to yeah. work. All of our prep is out the window because this yeah. team is apparently just metamorphosized. In, that's not a word. They've metamorphed into something <laughs> completely different coming into the finals. Like, how can mm -hmm. we expect this? So I definitely yeah. think, for me, EDG is going to have the edge in this series. And especially because... It's very likely this series is bottom side focused. EDG's biggest weak point across this tournament has been when teams just hardcore focus on Viper. Just like we've we've seen the score yeah. lines, right? Where Viper's going zero five. It's because they're just sending four or five people down to the bot lane every two minutes to just pile drive the poor guy. So mm -hmm. inevitably EDG is gonna have to play through Viper, protect him, make sure he survives the early game. But when you look at those the four players that could play bot side for EDG versus the four players that can play bot side for RNG, I'm going to favor those four from EDG every time. What's what's your expectations for the uh, for the for the scoreline for like um, a series? I think it's a difficult one to call, and I could see worlds where either team wins. I think EDG will win three one. I think it will be relatively confident, but okay, I can see RNG coming out and. Mm -hmm. managing to pull things off maybe they're just hard focused Wandre or something i can see it like i can see worlds where it goes both ways so it's i don't think any scoreline here is unimaginable to be honest because we've seen totally different sides of both of these teams <laughs> over the last couple of weeks yeah. so yeah. at this point it, i feel like you might i don't know what to expect point. i actually don't but know I what to expect i think edg's prep is so damn good that i think that they will be the favorite and i think that they should win it relatively comfortably like they did the final that's mm -hmm. where i sit if we're speaking pure results, back in the spring playoffs, EDG and RNG played a best of five with RNG taking it 3-2. What do you think has changed since yeah. then? 
I think EDG has changed uh, in terms of their in terms of their like how good they are at their strategy. I don't think they've necessarily changed that much in depth, and I think the final they played a bit of a different strategy. Generally speaking, they pretty much always will play through through that bot side. Um, one of the big things ah, this sounds like a bit of a cop out. One of the big things that has changed a lot is the meta. Like in spring, when we were going to MSI, it was like play through Xiaohu and you will win the game for RNG every single game. And and mm -hmm. then when we got to MSI, they mixed it up a bit and played through Gala a bit as well. But like realistically, the major strategy was play through Xiaohu. And that had been the story for the vast majority of this year. Whereas we come into worlds and it's like just just hardcore tunneling top isn't really working for the LPL mm. teams, which like RNG built that strategy basically and the rest of the world then copied them for the start of summer. Yeah. And now we get to Worlds, it's like the entire game has changed basically. So it's shifted. Um, yeah. I feel like that has hurt RNG a lot, honestly. And I'm a I'm a bit nervous that they're not gonna be able to transition hard enough. And uh, and also you can ban TF, which is a big yeah. floor in RNG which, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So yeah. Crying crazy. is very good at twisted fate. <laughs> Uh, he's very good at but, he's, he's pretty yeah. okay at the character <laughs> yeah he's, he's an alright guy yeah. <laughs> from what we've seen I think when, when just... Hanwha beat uh, RNG uh, with crying on Twisted Fate a few days ago it was only the fifth time ever this season that he's lost with the champion in like 25 games it's like well Jeez. we could just ban it you know <laughs> we could just remove it from the possibility yeah. so yeah yeah, so I, I will say RNG do know this, right? They inevitably are going to be prepping for we don't have Twisted Fate because, like, look, if I'm RNG and I'm practicing right now, we've got Twisted Fate on lock. We've got that down. Yeah. Practice no something point. else. <laughs> don't yeah, practice exactly. Twisted You have Fate. to prep the plan like B, say, C, the stats D. are there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, I'm curious what they're going to bring out because it needs to be different to, to what we've seen. And I think that they're going to play through bot. I think they're going to be stacking on Gala. And I think we might see Jinx in this series, to be honest. Mm. I think we're going to see Aphelios locked in early for Viper. And I think RNG are going to lock in Jinx as like their answer. If we see Aphelios locked in without Thresh, I think the following rotation will be Thresh Jinx on the other side. That's my, my random prediction, shot in the dark. The Gala show. I'm ready for it. Yeah, we, we've seen some, we've seen some Kaitalus Nasa. Hello. Uh, Kaisa Nautilus. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My favorite uh, line. Yeah. Uh, which, which, like, has, like, reared its head a bit as, like, oh, yeah, people forget, like, okay, that champion could, like, kind of do things. Uh, but it, it, uh, yeah, it feels like when, yeah, it's either, uh, depends on what flavor of bot lane you're going for. Uh, and, and Jin will appear every now and again as well. But, um, moving over to the LCK. Uh, fire up the hot takes cannon. Uh, Mike, our resident LCK Stan, is the L is the LCK back? Man, I'm stunned. Are they the best region in the world. I'm actually a little stunned. Like, <laughs> this guy's ready for it. You see how man. you see how he came in with the hotness. <laughs> when we did our pre world show, I was like, man, this is a one team oh, region. Bah, bah, bah. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is this. These are the guys I know. You know what I mean? Like, mm. maybe it's because the LCK is like good, and they make like everyone else look kind of in, in domestic play like the the games that they play are just kind of meh you know what i mean because they don't really have to go all out 
And then you mm. look at the rest of the world and they show up in their shadow. And when you have a team like PSG Talon, who absolutely rolls through the PCS, and you're like, wow, this team is on a hot streak. And then they go up against just the infrastructure of the LCK. And a team like Hanwha Life should not be like, first off, at the tournament. <laughs> like These guys, have no, they're playing with house money for like the last month and a half. But like when, when they show up to this event and they absolutely just roll through Group C and then hit a brick wall in RNG, obviously, at the end. But like, man... I think the LCK is back to some degree. Granted, I still have my reservations about certain teams. Um, Lock it in, by the way, because the last time, <laughs> yeah, I the mean, last time you did this, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I did say we have we have you what on tape. Where last time? It was MSI, right? Yeah, I did. MSI, <laughs> okay. my boy here goes book it and ship it. Yeah, I said that it. one's going. Perfect to the tournament. Like, tw- like 24 and 0 or whatever. Yeah. 24 and 0. I was, I was like, man, it takes 26 games to win MSI. I think Damwon can do that. 26 yeah. and 0? No. Come on. And like, <laughs> I'm watching like, the games. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, oh, man. This is not good. <laughs> With full chest. Yeah. I was like, full this, chest. This team right here. This is the team. And of course, I, I meant Worlds because now they're undefeated at Worlds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's just the just one. bank the prediction. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I think the LCK is back to some degree to answer your question hank and with half of the teams in the top eight being from korea it really is just like a safe bet if you're playing the numbers bet <laughs> on, bet on korea because chances are yeah, yeah. like one of them is going to win by sheer volume alone that's not to say teams like imagine imagine saying that well wow. sheer volume I... you'll get to the finals that's wow. crazy like yeah <laughs> it's it's just a safe oh it's just a safe bet plus they're really good like that too, yeah. That that's also a thing. So I want to throw something out here because I think and I think this is a bit of an overgeneralization or a bit of a not not like non sequitur or red herring. But do you think that some of their successes have been down to the fact that groups are best of ones, and that like just and that things like a good like good fundamentals in macro and this isn't to take away from like cuz i think of genji right even mm. the games that genji lost you know they, they played their stupid stubborn we're going to we're going to put ourselves in a position to win a best of one sort of way where they will just like out macro you bleed you to death um and they're able to squeak out best of one wins and then you talk about best of fives and it's a bit of a different story but i will say you know again this isn't to take anything away because i think T1 especially stepped way the heck above where I thought they were going to play, especially those rookies. Um, but do you think that the format has something to do with it? And is there a broader conversation to be had about changing the world's format? Mm. Um, that, 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 so. that, that's an all play. Cause I just kind of thought of this. I'm throwing it yeah, out there. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I think end of the day, I don't know. teams, I mean, Gen G came like within inches of getting knocked out. Let's not forget that. I mean, if, if liquid plays that sure. last game a little bit better, Gen G is, yep. Not in the conversation. Um, I think if Fnatic has upset and their full chemistry, they make a run at Hanwha Life. There's, there's sure. a chance there. Um, and I, I think I think T1 is a, is a safe bet in Group B just because of who else is in the group. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah betting, it's a tough group. If I'm, bet, uh, yeah. if I'm betting the floor, I'm betting T1, and then, of course, Damwon is Damwon. But, like, there's a very real chance that <laughs> it isn't an LCK-dominated scene right now. True. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think the tournament was. Um, I don't think this is like the greatest sample size for us to base tournament format off of. 
if that makes sense. Because there are extraneous factors that can contribute. Yeah, I, I, I can go with a, a bit of a harder take than this. So I am I'm firmly in the, the position of like, I, I, I'm not even unsure. LPL would definitely do better if it wasn't best of ones in groups. However, I don't necessarily think that the group stage needs to change if we're talking format, right? I think hmm. I think yeah, I, I stand with the vast majority at this point that the single elimination top eight is a little bit Lame. disappointing. Lame. The fact that you are guaranteed to be on the opposite side of the bracket um, to your group means that almost like so. You know, everyone's everyone's upset about RNG EDG, right, and and about um, mm -hmm. the the Korean domestic quarterfinal as well, right? But the way that the group seed into the draw means yeah. that there was like i think it's like a 50 percent chance that this happened right there's only two mm -hmm. once the first once the first seeds are in there's only two right. potential slots available so it was actually very likely that this happened in the first place yeah so yeah for me i think that's the thing that needs to change either going into i would love for it to be double elimination of course double everyone would, would like, yeah. i think you know I, i'm just preaching to the choir here but even if they just changed the way that the seeding into quarterfinals worked so that mm. maybe instead of having uh, protection of you don't face the team that you faced in groups, maybe instead have protection of you don't face your own region within within reason, right? Maybe that would be a better way to approach this so that we actually get international play because the reason we're yeah. watching Worlds is because we want to see these teams to see other face teams, off against yeah. the other regions, right? Mm. Yeah. We want to see that international play. And that shines best in best of fives. Yeah, mm -hmm. you yeah. see and regions I identities come out. It's possible that three out of the seven best of fives at the World Championship are domestic. I can go watch the playoffs if I want to go watch domestic yeah. play. I don't want to watch odds. domestic play at Worlds unless it's the yeah. final because they're the best teams, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, or like semifinals, you know, you beat a team to get there. That's that's fair enough. That's the way the brackets work. But like, when it's the quarterfinals and we've got two fifty percent of the back quarterfinals are domestic matches, it's I think that's underwhelming to say the um, least. Yeah. But on, on the topic of best of ones as well, I definitely think that for, for Korea, best of one is fantastic because the way that they play the game is like the most risk-averse way of playing the game, right? You're, you're playing for incremental advantages. You're playing to play as, as cleanly as you can. Most of the time, there are exceptions, of course. Like uh, certainly, um, certainly Dan Wano are very willing to, to coin flip a couple of times. But um, I would say that the more aggressive you are as a region... And the more willing you are to do kind of stupid tower dives that you don't have to do, but you can do, the more likely you are to just completely throw random best of ones and, and you know, mess mm -hmm. up your group. Which is why, mm -hmm. L like, LPL is pretty much never consistent in groups. And it's because that this, this whole region fights at Herald every single game. They just, like, they just do what you, they eight want. Minutes, eight minutes, we're yeah. fucking going, boys. Um, My mind's telling so, me no. Yeah, like it is a meme, and not all teams do this, but it, like as a region, it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah, best of ones, not ideal for LPL. I don't think that's the part that is like the most egregious about the format, though. As I said, I think it's the the playoffs bracket that needs the to playoffs. Change. Yeah, I saw I saw someone make a graphic about that, where mm -hmm. like the losers goes into losers, and then like. Man, yeah, that would be so, so I think, nice. <laughs> so that was that was a post on Reddit, right? I think the, I think that's a little too far. I think it should be like top three from each group. But what I would love, so I I can go in a little. So I, I'm thinking about making a big post about how I would make worlds, right? 
because um, mm. I've thought about this a lot over the last like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they should be more groups, and I think instead of having, I think they should do away with planes entirely. Planes <laughs> fucking sucks. The fact that LPL and LCK is in planes, in my mind, is just why it, it, it just ruins planes for the teams yeah. that planes is there for. Right, planes yeah, yeah. is the replacement for the wildcard tournament which right. is meant to be the opportunity for smaller regions to get Worlds representation. Planes is not actually part... Well, it is a part of Worlds, but it's realistically a qualifier for Worlds. So make the actual... Make it a qualifier tournament for the regions that don't have a spot in the in the main tournament. So for mm. me, I would rather groups was bigger. You can still have it best of ones, but like add some more teams from the smaller regions <coughs> where they actually get to play against the good regions. We actually get to see... You know what brazil looks like against korea we actually get to see these clashes of styles and there's some flavor there because i for me that's one of the most exciting things about worlds like i want to see international play and i feel like the planes into groups into single a limb robs us of a lot of that cool international play so for me i would i would change it so either we have the wild card back or we just have more groups with with more regions represented and then you have a double elimination system um that that maybe contains I don't know, 12 seats, right? So you have your, your top eight in the top half and then you have four of the, the best or something along those lines, right? You'd have to figure out the ins and outs of that. But I would like, love to see a little bit more more there, you know? Yeah, you could go like, what, 24 teams, right? Four groups of six, you go best of ones. And then let's say, I don't know, group, you know, if you go first and second, you go into the winner's bracket in your group and then the third place teams from each group, you start in. Yeah, go to the lower bracket, bracket, yeah. That'd be sick, right. that'd be sick. Right. And it's more yeah. games, right? It's more games, yeah. but ultimately, if you're getting rid of play-ins, then we're actually kind of it's still at a relatively yeah. similar amount of yeah. games. And let's be honest, it's not like we sh the tournament lasts an entire month. It's yeah. doable. It's doable. Yeah. We had yeah, eight, sure. ten-game <clears throat> days in this tournament so Don't far. It's not like that, we're man. afraid of, of having long days. So <sighs> My goodness gracious. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. where I stand. All right. So now that we have fixed worlds for this tournament um tyler you said and, and you have to explain this to me every single time but you said what like 90 50 10 you, you've explained this to me a couple of times how, how okay this, how this sort of so so 90 50 10 it's just really quick for each yeah. like like we're gonna make a scenario for um, i was gonna say do it for every team but that might take a little bit long because we need, still need to talk about the uh, the double dose of copium um from the west but um let's just do a 90 50 10 for the korean representatives so like 90 percent like what thing will be 90% it'll come true and then what thing will be 50% it'll come true and then what thing will so for for example for me 90% Damwon Kia will win the tournament and then 50% Khan will win MVP and then 10% Damwon gets eliminated in the semis so it gets less and less possible because it's 90% yeah. 50% 10% so that's those are mine for example should we each very take, very tame should we each take one team four of us four teams well, okay. Well, I just took I'm that down. I'm down if I can do HLE. I'm down if I can do HLE. <laughs> All right, you go HLE. Perfect. I'll go. I'll go Genji. All right. Okay. My boys. So, so the, right, I'll take T1. The ninety percent is is Chovy has an incredible tournament, but still just gets obliterated by mm. T1. The fifty percent okay. is is uh, I don't know what the fifty percent is. I feel like I feel like the ninety percent is almost a hundred percent, 
But the 10% is Morgan. Pops the fuck off. This team <laughs> obliterates T1. They obliterate DK. Morgan is heralded as the king of Korea. He replaces their modern government and it becomes uh, a royalty-based system. Morgan is crowned as the king God. of the universe and they Damn. win worlds. That's the 10%. That's 10%? That's, 10%? That, that's 10%. a lot for him becoming it's king of the universe. a one in 10 chance of that happening. You know what? I respect it. I don't make the rules. Don't make the rules. We're going Doctor Strange with it where he's just like... <laughs> There's one, one out of four. Yeah, he's looking at yeah. Chovy. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. For uh, Genji. For Genji, I think there is... You know what? Every year I say, oh, Genji, these are the guys that keep the same roster together, make quarterfinals, bow out, and then just run it back. Because that's what they've been doing for a while now, where they are just kind of satisfied with being okay. Um, mm. Not like top tier, but respectable uh, team. Uh, this year, I think there is a 90% chance um, that Genji makes a roster move after Worlds. Um, okay. Which I think it's it's about, it's about time, <laughs> you know. Um, after running it back with the same five guys for a couple of years now, I think they should consider making some kind of change. It's tough because, Please. I mean, don't be wrong, the Gen G roster, like, on the surface has five really recognizable, really, like, star-studded names. Five guys who can, in theory, be the best team in Korea. I mean, they were for a little bit when Damwon was struggling back in early summer. Um, in my eyes, Gen G were the, were the top dogs over in the mm-hmm. LCK. Um, just based off sheer star power and results alone. But uh, when they get to the world stage, they always kind of just... Meh, fuddle about, um, make quarterfinals, and then whether it's G2 or, or whoever, um, I don't think Cloud9 is the team. I think there's a 50% chance they are. Um, That's your 50%? I think it's a 50-50. Really, I think this this series is the toss-up. From what I've seen, wow. this is not... This I, is, honestly, I kind of I think so, too. This is the most beatable one seed for Cloud9. Oh, 100%, 100%. have you taken have you taken your copium uh this is not copium prescription this is legit I'm i mean hopium you, i'm telling you no because it's it's a, it should affect the what you're saying here i'm serious 50%. my guy this is actually why not 90 <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> i've seen enough <laughs> this is uh <laughs> i've been hurt before no, but in all seriousness these are the, this is the easiest one seed cloud nine could have gotten because obviously they can't get damn one mm-hmm. um i think running into uh, T1 would have been difficult for Cloud9. Yep. Um, only because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just every lane, there's a little bit of an outclass. Um, and then, of course, I think RNG would have taken them to task, and they might just do that in the semifinals if both teams make it through. Yeah, I don't want to think about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Um, but on paper, Gen G is the easiest matchup for Cloud9. I think it's a 50 50 toss up. Um, and then I think there's a 10% chance that Gen G runs the gauntlet and wins the whole thing. Um, it's very low, but if Genji manages to make it past Cloud9, either EDG or RNG, because that series is a toss-up, and then mm-hmm. probably down one on the opposite side, it's such a gauntlet to run. It's so difficult, and they, they've proven they can't yeah. really get past down one before. <laughs> so why you're giving it 10%. <laughs> but it is a one intention. I mean, look, Genji has the names, they have the experience. If they can mm-hmm. do it, then God bless, but if they can't, then I'm not going to be surprised. Okay. Can I can I comment on the Genji Cloud9 thing as well? Yeah, go for, I, it. I'm, go for it. I'm kind of on board. So I don't know if I'd say 50-50, but the, here's the thing about Genji. When they win their lanes, they win the game. They're really mm. good at transitioning a lead in the laning phase into a win, right? 
BDD's a beast. Rule is a beast. We all Gross. know this, right? Yeah. We, we've all seen them absolutely destroy other players. This is why Genji always struggles at Worlds. Because they get to Worlds, and suddenly they're against the best laners in the world. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> and suddenly you can't just hard Surprise, fucking Pikachu. gap everyone in lane, yeah. except for Icon, because guess what? Icon kind of fucking <laughs> sucks at laning. Um, so, like... I, I'm not super confident in Gen G in playoffs. I never am super confident in Gen G when it comes to Worlds playoffs because they can't just gap people. And so when it comes to yeah. the mid game and you start to see a little bit of questionable decision making, a little bit of unsureness when it comes to these <clears throat> big calls around Barons and Elders, that's where teams like Cloud9 actually excel. That's where players like Perks, uh, that's his element, right? Perks is not the player that is just going to dick every lane and then win the game through that. Perks is mm -hmm. the player that's got like infinite mojo that's going to make the crazy call that's going to go on this this split push backdoor and win the game that way or that's going to suddenly make the flash play that, that wins the game, right? That's where Perks shines as an individual and I think that mm -hmm. is Gen G's biggest weakness. So yeah. it's, it's very... It, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I think... If if Gen G can just dominate in lanes, which is very possible versus Cloud9, let's be real here. It's very and, possible. And BDD's been having a Especially turn. in the bottom. I, I think he's been exceptional. Yeah. I don't know if I just haven't watched enough LCK, but I feel like he has leveled up. BDD's been playing insane. And I yeah, do think it's possible that they do just get gap laning phases, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're not that far ahead, and if Cloud9 can, you know, play this, like, kind of strange style, right? And, and force Gen G out of what is just normal League Comfort. of Legends... Yeah. That's where Cloud9 can can make a run at this series. I wouldn't say it's 50-50. I'm definitely Gen G favored on this one, despite my biases against Gen G. But I would say it's like maybe 60-40, 65-35, something like that. That's where I'm and at. With, with Cloud9 having mm -hmm. the the lesser number. That's where I'm at. After seeing what I saw, yeah, I would I'd tend to agree. I just love the fact that both of... I don't know if you guys saw the reactions of both the teams. Both, both the teams are both teams over the moon. stoked that they They're got like, the Yes, we got each other! Yeah. Like, Which is awesome. Because yeah. if one What's team gets 3 0 either way, yeah. you know, that that is going to be so, just every day. Yeah. <laughs> just rerun. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I think <clears throat> Genji has a superior talent pretty much across the board, but... It, it, it's about variance. Um, I do think like if Cloud9 and I think Blabber especially um, continue to have the tournament that they are having, if they if, if Cloud9 plays at their peak and Gen G plays at their middle ground, Cloud9 is going to 3 1 this. Um, but Cloud9, I think, are inconsistent. Um, this mm -hmm. tournament, and as of late, they're on a heater, I want to believe. But I've also seen them, like you said, that, you know, those, that, that, that questionable mid game decision making, right? And perks having that mojo, yeah. right? Like the magic that, that, mojo, that, it goes both that, ways. That can go both ways. Exactly. Perks, Perks was like one bad distort away from losing the game for yeah, Cloud Nine yeah. in that no, game no, against Rogue. Uh, no, what I said was like, oh, he became self aware and got a Banshee's veil, so yeah. he gives himself a boost button. <laughs> yeah, like straight up. Every time yeah. I hear the zoop, zoop, I'm like, this is it. This is it. I don't even want to watch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my you God. guys should watch some top esports because they're like oh. what Perks does, but all five of them, and and then on back. <laughs> Like, this is why I love that team because it's just mojo. There's nothing but mojo. When it's good, it's amazing. But when it's, it's bad, vibe it's, yeah, it's real fucking bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's vibe beautiful checkers. to watch. Yeah, seriously. All right, hit us with um, some T1. I mean, I'll, I'll keep T1 brief. Um, I think, um, look, 90%, they, no, they, they, take, they take down HLE, losing the semis. 50%, uh, they, I hate to say it, 50%, they get three 2 
by Damwon because I think that Damwon could... Mm, I don't know. I'm going to try to bring this into, like, fun tiers. Because just like Damwon, even though they 3-1'd T1 in that final, that was a close final. Mm-hmm. Like, games one and two, Damwon had to scratch and claw in mm-hmm. that final. Game mm-hmm. three, T1 washed Damwon. Then game four, they threw. Game four, Perks was like, or Perks, uh, Faker was <laughs> Faker was on rise. He's like, I ain't scaled yet. I don't care. We're realm warping in. We're taking these fights. Like we're and, and he he tried to hero too much. And I think the balance of powers may shift a little more. Yeah, um, that is a very Perks move, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it reminded me of Perks. It wasn't yeah. super like I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched it as much Faker as I have a Perks, but um, it, it feels like a very Perks move. Um, I I, I, I feel like the only way they get past semis is if in this 50% scenario is if Mad comes out the other side. Because um, I could see, just, again, no disrespect to Mad, but I just don't see them getting past Damwon. 10%, the rookies play out of their minds. They want to play for Grandpa Faker. Um, they run the gauntlet. Faker retires. Faker retires. Mm-hmm. He the post-Faker era, lads. Mm-hmm. He goes out on top after conquering his demons. Right, He, he, he ruins RNG's dreams one last time. <laughs> takes down RNG year. one last time for the boys in the uh, final no dude um, it's gonna be perks that ruins <laughs> perks is gonna ruin RNG's dream so then and then T1 beats perks I like where yeah, your mind's again, at true true <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah. 20, 2018 right the semis that they lost to uh, or the quarters rather they lost to G2 right 19 uh, 19 semis G2 19, 19 semis G2 SKT yeah, but twenty. But, but, See, but my biggest saying, weakness is a commentator. I can't recall <laughs> these random. No, but, but I'm saying like like 2018 like when Uzi like when they won MSI and RNG was the greatest team in all the land, and then they lost to G2. Oh right, right before yeah. 2019 where they where G2 ruled the world. Mm-hmm. 2018 G2 2018 made a run that nobody year, expected. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That was the yes, RNG King Zone it. MSI. That was a good tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real good mm-hmm. tournament. And then yeah, yeah, and then now all right. Now to uh, now to the Western Hopium, uh, and, and I'm glad that you uh, you, you have a that multiples you are a self you know a self professed unabashed like European. You're you're gonna you're, you're gonna take your convenient bandwagon and say you know like oh, I've got three teams here, baby. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I got uh, a seat. Which reserved. Look, the, the 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 only thing more I respect more than sticking to your guns is being self aware. So I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, let's talk Europe. Uh, Mad Lions make it make it out of a. Wild Group D, um, and there it did feel like there was a certain inevitability about them, especially when they got drawn against LNG. I go, okay, this should be this should be a wrap in that like two three, um, because like, but but I will say Ale, wow, that I think that dude, uh, he really leveled he up. He showed me for, something for LNG. He really showed me something. But he, like, he, I, was... I think I think he was phenomenal until he wasn't. There were a couple plays that he made in that Mad Lions yeah. game, dude. Where uh, where it, it was, it was, it was live by Ale, die by Ale yeah. in that yeah. game. Like, what, it was what, once he got like, like death cap void staff on top of all the flat pen into that team, and then you get the mythic passive. Like I was like, he, he's just going to melt kids. If he has even half a prayer, yeah. he's going to delete. If he gets the stun off, it's over. Yep. And but, then like there was that one fight in the freaking like top side blue. Uh, he jungle just jumped quadrant. into their team yeah, and they were there. Yeah. And oh then it was my like, goodness. Where'd Ale go? Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the plan. And um, the uh, the blast cone at dragon. Like such oh, well, small things. Yeah. yeah. yeah the there was a moment in that game where like he he used the blast cone 
without like because it would have been the perfect flank yeah yeah and i'm like that's gonna come back to bite him and it did because he had to run all the way Uh, around and i'm like live by dolly but live and die by that man anyone anyone who's watched any reasonable amount of ale this is how he plays always he's just like the shy he will either hardcore dumpster someone or get hardcore dumpstered it's (laughs) there is no middle ground this guy Mm. lives to dominate lane so yeah. Uh, like I, if anyone wants to see the duality of Ali go watch the second game of LPL regional finals LNG versus WE he went 0 and 8 on Viego and it was <laughs> it was beautiful respect <laughs> it's that's that's premium Ali right there so this guy expect Ali to sometimes just sprint it but i would say 8 out of 10 times he's going to dominate but the, there's always there's always that little that little chance that he just completely. Wrong. I don't know. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Sounds, I love players like that. Eight out of ten sounds so much funner than nine out of ten for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just that little bit more chance. Yeah, you gotta give yeah, it just his, a bit. It's just you. Yeah. He was he, so random bit of background. He was on this team called DMO last year. He was called mm. um, Curse. Uh, sorry, no, no, no. He's not Curse. Curse is Breathe, who's on WE. He was called Natural. And he was like a big, big Camille player. Nobody really knew a lot about him, just that he was like this solo queue superstar. And he I think he, could he was basically right on a completely doomed team. Like, yeah. DMO was never going to be good. But he kept on having these random moments where he'd just pop off at like 1v2 or 1v3 and just like take kids out. And it was like, I can't wait to see this guy on a team because this yeah. is going to be banger. And then he got an LNG and I was like... Eh, icon. I'm not really convinced. Light and I Wandy. Eh, I'm not really convinced. Then the bot lane pops off. Tarzan's been going crazy. Icon actually looked pretty good for most this year. I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. We get to see Ale with a team around him. And he's, he's had the best year of his career by miles. It's been brilliant. Yeah, no, he he really came out of nowhere because I hadn't followed him and LNG that closely. But like when I was looking at LNG, I'm like, well, you know what? This team looks pretty good, but. And then when I watched that team play and I watched his his play style and just how confident he was in himself, no matter what, I'm just like, this is a, this, this is a gamer. He's a yeah. he's a gamer, no matter what. There's a lot of self-belief right there. Yep, for sure. Um, moving over to Mad Lions then. Uh, brutal draw. If it was any other team... Well, okay, one... What what shot do you give them against Damwon and what how many of the other one seeds could they have taken out? Besides Gen G. Man, it's so- what other one seeds they get drawn one. against where they where they uh where they advance. Hundred percent against Damwon, three zero, easy clap, dude. <laughs> Book, <All right>. it. <laughs> um, Book it. Book <laughs> it. And, now- and there it is, folks. Lock it in, baby. <laughs> Now for serious <laughs> predictions, um, Tyler. <laughs> I got something in my eye. Like, like, like what's going on? <laughs> um, man. <laughs> you know what? I can see this being. It's so safe. I hate saying it. It's just. Look, they were up two one on them in MSI semifinals. Yeah, but it's again, yeah, it's gonna be a banger. You know what? I'm gonna say it's gonna be three one, but it's gonna be so close. That's my prediction. I think that there's going to be games where it's like on the cusp and then they lose it 
right at the end. It's going to look more lopsided than it really was. That's my prediction, is that that one's going to win, but the games are all going to be very, very close. I'm not going to flip-flop. No, I'm taking down. Three, one. I think it goes to five. I think it goes to five too. So, I think it's C five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it, I, okay. I think it goes. Both both teams are so good at playing from behind. Oh, yeah, mm. that was what I learned. Was like just like that. That was when it really reinforced in me: kill counters, be damned. Watch the gold. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah. I know that up here, but in here, when I see the two big numbers, eight to two, and it's like, this team still has a one k gold lead, right? Especially in that game against LNG, Mad Lions, right? They, like Armut was having the worst day of his life. And in certain metrics, no, was it, was so like, brutal, by the way. it was like, why there's, there's no reason they should be winning these. And Mad Lions just kept, like, it was a 2,000 gold deficit at, like, eight minutes. And it was a 2,000 gold deficit at 38 minutes. And they just held. And they and Damwon do that better than any team I've seen at the tournament. Yeah. Objective control and farming. They, they were like so Dogecoin liars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold. 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 Just keep hold. So... Mike, I'm curious. What give us a take on that one here? Because I, I feel like the rest of oh us are man. all on the EU hopium here. So nah, give give us a dose of reality. Hank nailed it when <laughs> they said that when he said that uh, Damon plays great from behind, and I think you nailed it, Joe, when you said that Damon is not afraid to take risks and win off of those risks. Um, and I think what's going to happen in the series. This is just my mind working at a thousand miles a minute, but I think Damon <laughs> goes up two zero, right? Mad Lions. Oh my gosh, we're getting like this. Mad Lions okay. come down. back. Knotted up at two two, and then Damwon just wakes up and goes, "Yeah, we're done playing. Let's win." And really, I think, I think that's, that's <laughs> Showmaker goes, "I'm hungry." Yeah, like I, <laughs> let me turn my monitor on. It, it has <laughs> happened. Damwon does not strike the individual League of Legends fan as a team that is like willing to mess around and, and like you know they they look like serious business. These guys, are the best team in the world, blah, 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 all that, right? But they are willing to mess around and take risks to a certain extent. And I think with an advantage especially a game advantage don't be stunned if they try and like push the envelope that's not to say they mm. can't 3-0 mad lions i think on paper they easily could you know they can 3-0 anyone in the world exactly right now. they're on yeah. they're just on such a streak and playing really well um and they've proven they can win these best of fives handily before um, but i think mad lions has it in them to at least keep it close and take it to five games the matchup i'm watching is is bottom lane because i think karzy and ghost are two just dichotomous players karzy is the kind of guy who just hits the go button kaiser's right there with him and obviously the the mo on damwon is that they don't really play through ghost all that often it's really just the canyon show maker show and if ghost happens to get ahead and then they just go oh well i guess this guy's good too um <laughs> but i think karzy is more of a factor in the mad lions game plan than Ghost is in the down one mm -hmm. game plan. So if Mad Lions can play through that condition and keep their mid and 80 carries like fed, I think they have a real chance. That's not to say they can't win through other lanes. Of course, anybody can win through really anybody in this meta. Like I think at this world championship, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've seen every position like be a top contributor. And have an impact. Yeah. Like an impactful, like it feels like game. it, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, it, 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 in this particular meta, like any player can have a game, like a, like a like a definitive game. Um, I'm watching bot lane. If if Ghost manages to win that lane over and over, um, or whether the storm at least, yeah, at the very least, mm -hmm. um, while Showmaker and Canyon do Showmaker and Canyon things, it's a wrap for Dan One. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Now the other Western side. Uh, Cloud9. That Cloud9 versus Rogue game, uh, to me, game of the tournament. I'm biased. Uh, game of the year. They they broke two uh, two big curses, right? They got out of groups for the first time since 2018. Uh, I was doing some digging on this. I realized, well, one, NA hasn't gotten two teams out of groups since 2014. And that was the last time that a team not named Cloud9 got out of groups. Mm-hmm. In 20, and then and then there are a couple of these inflection points. One, if TL beats Gen G, would have been huge. And then in twenty seventeen, I didn't appreciate this. I wasn't really following uh, esports all that heavily in twenty seventeen. Immortals and TSM were a tiebreaker away from getting three NA teams out of groups. Man, TSM misfits. They both finished three three, and then if Immortals beat Fnatic and then beat Gigabyte Marines, right? Instead of Fnatic doing that three NA teams out of groups. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yep. Now, we probably don't get that banger, you know. I I, I don't think TSM uh, plays that S, that um, Misfits SKT quarterfinal quite the same, so we lose out on a, an amazing piece of esports history. Um, shout out Ignar one time. Um, <laughs> was Ignar Alfari, Power of Evil, what a team. Um, what a team. What a, team. What a freaking team. It's a banger team. Uh, Maxlor as well, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Maxlor. Yeah, they could yes. they could run that team back today and still find and, success. And Han, and Han Sama, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's a top three Oof. team, easy, hundred percent. That's um, a nice team. Yeah. Uh, but we and we we we, we kind of talk about this. Uh, okay, we kind of talked about the first, these these last two kind of points previewing the series against Gen G. Uh, so I don't know. I guess do we think this was the game of the year? And if not, then what was? The game I think. Of the year? I think if you look at just what happened in the game and not the context around, because if you look at the context around the situation, then yes, because it, it was a historic game for North America and, you know, death taxes, cloud nine, making it out of groups for yeah. North America. And <clears throat> like, if there was one team to do it, it would be them from what we've seen so far over the years. Um, I know that everyone was kind of on the TL bandwagon was like, oh yeah, TL's the team that'll make it out. But I think that in the game, man, because the the Mad Lions game versus LNG was also really, was really, really good. That's the one I was going to call out. That was going to yeah. be my Mad Lions. My game play, I feel like every single game Mad Lions played went to 40 minutes, had, you know, three ocean soul, three was a souls banger. on either side. They, they yeah. played bangers. They only play baggers. Those guys just they 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 don't like League of Legends unless it's a huge yeah. mess they love that's playing gonna League of Legends. They want to play it for as long as possible. Hell yeah. But um versus when it when I'm looking at Cloud9 versus Gen G, yeah, we talked about it. I think that I don't know. I don't know how content like I don't know when I should be content. Should I be content now that we actually got a team out following the performance that they had in the first round robin especially? Should I be content for them to beat Gen G? Because they if if yeah, like you guys said before, it feels like they are the team. If we are gonna make it out and go to the next round, this was the team. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm happy to look at I, I feel like Munchwells has something to say, so I'm gonna save myself for two seconds here. I, I said coming into the tournament, you gotta watch how they play and not look as much at results because objectively for an NA team to make it out of groups the three NA teams are not are not one of the eight best teams of this tournament. So if mm. everything just went chalk, something crazy would have had to happen. And that crazy Which thing was did. FPX going down, and it did, right? I think Team Liquid should be proud of how they played in a tough group 
Um, you know, it, yeah, it's three and three. It's brutal, whatever. Um, but I think they should be proud. Even 100 Thieves, they, sh- you know, they with nothing left to play for, they still took EDG to tag. EDG still had something to play for, and they trounced them. Um, so there are moments to look back at that you can be proud of. Obviously, it's disappointing, yes, but I don't know if it's emotional self-preservation, but <laughs> like you, you, you can be proud of how NA did at this tournament. Much, yeah, yeah. I my I would I would challenge your question of uh, when should I be content because I think you should be content right now because mm. look at look at how NA performed look at the average NA tournament at Worlds over the last <laughs> five years and look at this Worlds and uh. tell me you are not already content because my God mm-hmm. the worst teams you guys had went three and three in their groups it's pretty good yeah. mm-hmm. that's fucking great it's pretty that's good neutral win rate internationally. For yeah. NA, like mm-hmm. just just to remind you guys, two years ago it was a meme that NA was even like people. Literally last year, people were saying NA should be replaced by PCS as a major region. That was like the actual narrative on Reddit a year ago. So should Reddit you be gamers. contented with a team in quarterfinals? <laughs> yes, you fucking should because all your teams uh, went neutral with Cloud. Well, I guess not neutral, right? Because Cloud Nine went two and four, but then plus tiebreakers. But yeah, the point is. Cloud9's made it to quarterfinals. Your other two teams went three and three. That's a fucking huge win for NA. Mm. This is a monumentous mm. world championship for NA. Whether they make semifinals or not, Cloud9 have already made modern history for North America, right? And right, right. I think you guys should be super happy and super hyped about what what happens next year for NA because especially if LPL <laughs> continues the apparent downward trend that, that Reddit's so excited about. And uh, it, like, if we enter another era of Korean dominance where all the other regions are fucking shit and Korea just kills everyone, well, then NA's got a chance, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm waiting for NA to get four teams in Worlds. That'll be the day. <laughs> when? <in> 20... <laughs> yeah. We're a little way off of that one. We just watch Dignitas against like... <laughs> against who knows from the lck and it's just like yeah what do we expect (laughs) that's when you if if it's in iceland again i'm i'm sleeping in a little bit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man yeah all right uh any any final points on any of these matches gentlemen we've got uh we've gone slightly over time um yeah any any burning hot takes you need to get off your chest uh additional hopium to sprinkle on um i don't know maybe maybe a, a final prediction as to who wins the whole thing if it's not damn one, speak now, forever hold your peace. The only thing I will say is EDG are super underrated right now. I think in best of five, they're a different beast. Mm-hmm. Viper is a fucking monster. And he's I think so good at League of Legends. This, this will be the tournament for Viper to prove that he's the best player in the world. Because he's been in the conversation and a few people have put him as the best player in the world coming into Worlds. This is your moment, mate. I want to mm-hmm. see it. I want to see him just absolutely destroy people. He destroyed FPX in the finals. Let's see it internationally. Man, I have nothing but respect for EDG fans. I mean, this team has been through the ringer <laughs> yeah. for like seven, ever since they won MSI back in like Tallahassee, Florida six years ago. It was, Tallahassee. It was like, oh man, this team beat SKT at MSI and then did nothing. Like, And they've been like a consistent, like just almost there. And if this is the year that like Viper pops off and EDG gets back into the stratosphere, God bless. It. Let's get God it. bless anybody who's been rolling with EDG for like seven years. Hell yeah. You guys deserve a victory after a while. Loyal as hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lost to. I, I don't get to take credit for that. I'm not a loyal EDG. <laughs> I'm just on the bandwagon because yeah. I think they're our best chance right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It, it would be cool to see a Griffin player 
uh, Wind Worlds. Mm-hmm. See Viper do that. Um, it'd be cool to see DDG because like Scout and Mako have been there forever. Also, right? They're not chopping and changing. Those two guys have been there for a long time. Mako especially. Uh, but to see Man. them, to see them get their due, even like an EDG T1 final where Scout gets to face hey, down yo, the guy be he played sick. behind. Give me that. Yo, pour me a glass of that. Oh, my Inject God. Inject it right into my veins. Awesome. Um, and also, they lost uh, – EDG lost to INTZ in 2016. Not for nothing. Go Brazil. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know that. I'm, I'm, I'm Brazilian. So I'm that's a big moment for uh, – That's one boys. point in history that uh... – uh-huh. Yep. Now, did we lose all five games after that? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we went 1-5 in that group. But it's tight for a second there. <laughs> hey, we take those. Yes. We take <laughs> We take those. Every yep. day. Yep. Hell all yeah. right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Munchables, thank you so much for being here, uh, for talking LPL yeah, and other things with us. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, Mike, thanks for stepping in. Tyler, thank you, uh, as always, for your time. Uh, for everyone I mentioned, I've been Henry K. Moore. This has been the Critical Strike Podcast. Catch us on Spotify, uh, Apple. Oh, no. Google Play. <gasps> Brother. Google Play Google? and um, Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Oh, man. Po- wow. Yes. That was my worst performance It's okay, man. We go, wow, man. We go, Kindle? It's all right. We go next. We go next. <laughs> My guy said Kindle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, once we get Kindle, uh, then, then, we'll get on, uh, then we'll get on Audible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. For everyone I mentioned, yeah, check us out there. Give us five stars. You know, rate, review, whatever the thing it is to do on that platform. Please do it. Does help us out. Um, it does stoke our egos too. Just, just a just tad. Gonna, just gonna say what it is. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Oh yeah, exactly. the bell as well. You, you know become the a member. Uh, you, know the, you know the drill, lads. Yep. Uh, Patreon, whatever. We don't have a Patreon. There's, we don't know. No, we don't. We, we, we do not have the right to ask for Patreon money. Uh, so, <laughs> with, with those lofty goals in mind, thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you next week.